next week we're beginning a brand new series called Summer at City Hope, all right? Now, we did Summer at City Hope last year, and what we do is we just take the summer to do a variety of topics. We have some guest speakers coming through. Next week is going to be incredible. I'm, I'm not going to spoil the surprise for you, but it's going to be awesome. You want to you be here for it. And then also, I want to tell you that um, uh, with Summer at City Hope, I'm calling this summer the Summer of Great Joy. Come on, y'all. Summer of great joy. We need some joy. We need some joy down in our hearts. We're coming out of a season that's just been, kind of been turned our worlds upside down. It's chaotic. It's been, it's been a, a different season. We need some joy, all right? So we're, we're, we're doing that. This summer is a summer of joy. Now, today, we're going to wrap up our series that we've been in on stress out. We're getting the stress out of our lives. So we're wrapping up this series, and we began this series about five weeks ago, right after Easter. And it was based on your responses to a survey. We asked you to tell us, what are your most common stressors? So you told us personal finances was the number one stressor. All right, so we, we covered that. We talked about work stress. We talked about parenting stress. We've talked about worry and depression. Today, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of wrap it up by talking about getting our priorities in order, all right? getting the right priorities because how many of you know some of us are stressed out just because we don't have everything our priorities are jacked up right and we're stressed out because of that so the big question i have today is why can't we seem to overcome the stress i mean we what what seems to be happening is that we're we're just kind of medicating the stress right we're just kind of putting some of us are putting a band-aid on the stress when we need to Put, we need to put stitches on it, right? Some of, some of us are medicating it, coping with it, but we need to do surgery on the stress. So I'm telling you this, unless we change our lifestyle, we talked a little bit about that last week, unless we change some things about the way we do our life, we're gonna keep getting the same thing. We can't cope, we can't medicate it. We've gotta change some things, and I'm telling you, it's not gonna get better unless we change it, all right? So here's the bottom line. What we've got going on in our lives today is too much. It's too much. Does anybody agree with me? Am I, am I preaching? Like sometimes I think if y'all are being quiet, you're like, no, I don't know about that, brother. I think you're off base on that one. No. Y'all help me out. I'll preach better. It's a secret of preachers. We preach better. Amen. If y'all, amen. So, so if I ever say I'm preaching better than y'all are amening, then y'all know. Uh, we we got we to gotta get it. We got we to gotta help him preach. Preach, preacher. Right. Okay. It's too much. Life is too much for us. So all, all this stuff we're trying to fit into our lives, we're Little League Baseball, all these things we're trying to fit in, it produces a feeling that we can't live with. All right? It causes arguments, sleep disorders, anxiety, depression, fights. And it might be doable for a while, but it's not sustainable. You might can do it for a little bit, but you can't do it forever. It's not sustainable. So the stress is your body's way of saying, stop, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all got that song in your mind now? Yeah. All right, hold up, wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, y'all got, it's your body's way of saying, stop. You, you, you can't keep doing this. And that's why Job said, that my days go by swifter than a runner. My days are flying by 
and I, I, I don't even get joy out of it. My days, have you ever felt like that before? Like your days are just going by one after the next and where's the joy, where's the fun? Where, where is my life going? And that's the way Job felt. Our theme verse for this series has been in Luke chapter 21. It says, Jesus says here, be careful or your hearts, your hearts are gonna be weighed down with carousing, you're, you're going to be weighed down. You're going to be intoxicated with the anxieties of life. All this stuff is going to come at you, and, and, and it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. You're gonna, it's going to happen, and you're going to go, I didn't see that coming. I can't believe that just happened. Be, because we weigh ourselves down with stress. So today, what I want to do is give you some, I want to give you some practical steps, some encouragement along the way. But before we do that, I want to tell you why we're so stressed. I think one of the reasons we're stressed is because we're too busy. We're too busy. Are you with me? We're just busy. We're busy bodies. Busy, busy, busy. Hands over here, hands over there. I got, I'm doing everything. I'm busy. So I want to give you four reasons why I think we're so busy. I think we're so busy because we have too many choices. Too many choices. Don't you know it was, it was, life was much simpler when there was three TV channels instead of 600? Let's see. Today, do I want to watch Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, uh, uh, Roku, Smithsonian Channel? What do I want to watch? You get too many choices. Um, for some of you younger people out there, back in our day, I'm, I'm not much older than some, I'm, I'm old enough to be some of y'all's parents in here today, but you know, for, for those my age and older, we had games some of y'all know nothing about. It was called Playing in the Dirt. Come on, we got, we got our fingernails dirty. We had, well, I got some dirt under my fingernail right now, and I'm proud of it. It is okay, all right? Like, we, we, we used to come home with uh, green stains on our pants that was from playing out in the yard and our parents would get mad at us because we had these stains or we ripped a hole in our pants but now you can buy pants with holes in them <laughs> and we got we, we just got too much going on right with too many choices all these things and and, and I just I'm, I'm telling you we dirt is good for you all the parents are like parents nowadays are like get out of the dirt you're, you're gonna get dirt under your fingers you're gonna get, you're gonna stain your pants it's good for them it's good for them. And all, the, and all those a little bit older said, amen. It's good for us. Get a little dirty. We've got too many choices. Where am I going to eat lunch today? I don't know. Where do you want to eat lunch today? Well, I don't know. Just, just simplify. Just too many choices. Where am I going to vacation? What, what is it? Okay. The second reason we're so busy is we have too much social pressure. Too much social pressure. We're not living the lives that we want to live. We're living the lives everybody else wants us to live. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're trying to do everything that everybody else is doing. All right, I want to tell you something that I have really enjoyed in this shelter in place. In, in, in the whole thing, what I've really enjoyed is drive-by birthday parties. <laughs> drive-by birthday parties. I think it needs to stick because it's too much social pressure when you got four kids there's a birthday party every single week it's like well I gotta go to so and so's birthday party so I gotta buy all this stuff and, we'll, we'll, and, and then you have your own kids birthday party and, and uh, wh wh what do you want to do for your birthday well I want to go to the trampoline park 
I want to do this. Well, you know, if we do that, that's going to be your your birthday present. Like, we're not going to buy anything else. That's a couple hundred bucks, right? Because we got to pay for all your friends to come and all this kind of stuff. And well, but 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 Johnny's parents let him do it there, and he got all of these things to go along with it. Too much social pressure, right? And and now all of a sudden we the way we've been doing birthday parties is I have to pay you to come to my birthday party I have to, I have to give you a party favor to come to the birthday party it's not your birthday you bring are you with me am, am I alone in this one here I'm on a soapbox I guess that's why I love that's why I love drive-by birthday parties just drive by throw the gift out the window keep going you have you've just saved two hours of your day right there too much, too much social pressure. You know what I'm talking about. I, so it's a lot of pressure on us, social pressure. So we're not living the lives we want to live. We're living the lives that the school system wants us to live. We're living the lives that the president thinks we should live, the CDC thinks we should live. We're living the lives the doctors think we should live, the, the news channels think we should live. We're living all these lives that everybody else thinks we should live. And we're just too much social pressure. That's why at church we do four things because we try to keep it simple for you try to keep it simple for you we're trying to make some disciples along the way we, we do weekend services to help people know God we do small groups to help people find freedom we, we, we do the growth track to help people discover their purpose and we do the dream team to help people go make a difference four things and we'll do that until Jesus comes back because church isn't supposed to be difficult it's supposed to be enjoyed, not endured. It's supposed to be a party, not a presentation. I'm preaching. Come on. That wasn't even in my notes, y'all. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we, we just try... We, we have too much social pressure. Number three, we think we can have it all. We think we can have it all. Americans are spending 117% of their income... Y'all hear that? 117%. That Do the math. Doesn't work out. Uh, we have, uh, Americans have $1 trillion in credit card debt. Um, student loans have increased 150% over the last 10 years. And Gen Zers, 9 to 23 year olds, are the most stressed people on the planet. Why are you stressed? You're like, why are you stressed? You're nine years old. You shouldn't be stressed. You're stressed. So we think we can have it all, but then the last one is we think we can do it all. Think we can do it all. Now, uh, back when I was a kid, I, lo I, I loved the water. I still love the water. And uh, we would get memberships to the local city pool, and I could do all kinds of tricks on the diving board. I mean, I was, I, I just loved it. I'd get up there, I could do gainers, I could do one and a half, two flips, I could do sideways flips, I could start front, end up backwards, I, I could do all kinds of stuff. I was a daredevil. Or for those of you who would prefer, dare angel. <laughs> all right? I, I, I loved it. Now, I could do the same thing on a trampoline. And I always thought that the, old, the older people, like my age back then, I thought, you know what? They're, they're walking around like, oh, my back hurts, and my shoulder. I thought, I'm never going to get like that. And then I got like that. <laughs> I got like that. So the other day, we were at uh, some friend's house. They have a diving board. And I thought, I'm going to do a one and a half. I, I did it. I did it. But when I got out of the water, 
I was going, oh, I shouldn't have done that, right? So here's the point. We can't do it all. All right, I can't do what I used to do. It reminded me of that song, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, so we can't do it all. We can't be in more than one place at a time. Some of us, our calendars are back to back to back to back. We got one meeting at 1 o'clock, the next one at 1.30. It's across town. And, and like, how are we going to do this? We're just too busy. We don't, we can't do it all. Can I get a witness? Can't do it all. So, um, so we're, we're overestimating our abilities and it's catching up to us. Okay, that's where the stress comes in. So life is demanding. We know that. It's demanding. The question is, what do we do about it? What do we do about life being demanding? I want to give you three practical steps today. Three things. I, I call it practical Christianity. I'm so thankful that we're a practical church. Man, I love, I love that we're a practical church. You can take this, use it this week. The first practical step is refocus on what matters most. What matters most? If I'm going to get the stress out of my life, I'm so busy, i got all this stuff going on, what do I have to do? Refocus on things that matter more than anything else. And what I'm saying is we've got to live with intention, we've got to live with purpose, we've got to quit measuring our lives on what other people are doing or what they think we should do, or, or we've got to focus on the right things. Pastor Tom Watson, who, who comes to speak here every once in a while, he calls it MIT got to focus on the most important things do that focus on that what matters most and i'll say it this way for you that it's better to it's better to do the right things than to just do more things what's the right things what are the right things that we need to be focused on and and proverbs says it this way in, in chapter 17 it says that an intelligent person aims at wise direction they, they're doing one thing. They're getting one thing done. They're focused. But a fool is like, they don't know what they're doing. They're, they're everywhere. Like folk trying to go many different directions. We can't do that. So there's a lot of things that we're doing that isn't necessarily wrong or bad, but it's not in the right place. Okay? It might not matter the most, but, but we're focused on it more than we're focused on other things. Are you with me? So... So let me show you three things that matter more than anything else. The first one is this. Relationships matter. Relationships matter. And, and, and this is true, I think, more now than ever before because we, we've been socially distanced. We've been doing a lot of virtual meetings and groups and, and we haven't been around a lot of people until recently and so and so what happens is we can grow apart we need relationships more right now than we ever needed them before i think we need relationships Re relationships matter you probably can't tell me the last five messages i preached but you could tell me 10 people who made a difference in your life 10 people who lifted you up 10 people who encouraged you and in relationships or why we do small groups at church. It's, it's why it's part of who we are. Re, small groups are not something we do. It's who we are. We're not a church with some groups. We're a church of groups. And, and this is core to who we are. That I, I believe we can't do life alone. Are you with me? We can't do life socially isolated. 
and, 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 and apart from everybody else. We need people in our lives. And this is why right now I want to encourage some of you to lead a group. We're coming into this summer semester of small groups. And, and the, last, the last semester was pretty much all virtual. We did all virtual groups. There'll probably be some more of those for those who are cautious right now. But for those of you who are ready to get back in a small group, we'll, we'll have some available. Some of you, you're thinking to yourself right now, I wish there was a small group on something. I wish there was a, a small group on sewing. All right. Can I tell you, if you are thinking to yourself, I wish there was a group on that, then that's probably the Holy Spirit's way of telling you, you're supposed to lead it. All right? If you run, do a running small group. If, if, you, if you cook, do a cooking small group. If you ju- whatever it is, all, all leading a group is, is taking something you already enjoy and asking somebody to join you. Take something you already like doing and ask somebody else to come alongside of you, to be part of that with you. That's what leading a group is. And leading a group is doing three things. Helps people connect. They need relationships. Helps people protect each other. Check this out. When you get in a group, you start protecting one another. You start looking out for them. You got their back. And it helps people grow. Helps people grow in their relationship with God and their relationship with other people. So I'm encouraging you. Lead a group. Get in a group. Lead a group. Get in a group. And on June 7th, we're launching those groups. You can go right now and sign up to lead them. But here's why we need to be in a group. Ecclesiastes says that if you're, if you're alone... You'll be attacked and you'll be defeated. We read this last week. This verse tells us why we need people in our lives. If, if you have two together, standing back to back, check it out, man. I can, I can see everything on this side and they can, they've got my back. They can see everything behind me. We can protect each other. We can conquer. But when there's three of us, when there's four, when there's a small group, man... A triple braided cord is not easily broken. We're better together. Amen? Relationships matter. Number two, the second thing that matters is your purpose. Your purpose matters. We're coming out of this season that we've been in, and, and some of you were, you were serving in church. You, you were uh, doing outreaches. You were really involved, and, and then we, we had to kind of just put a hold on everything. And some of you are kind of grabbing like your purpose. What am I supposed to do? What's my purpose in life? Can I, can I tell you? You have a purpose. You have a purpose. I want you to know that. It, let me say it this way. That it's better for you to live by design than by default. My boys used to play Fortnite. And I say used to because we, we don't let them play it anymore. Uh, not because it was a bad game. We just got tired of all the time it, they were playing it. But there was one thing that they, they, they got from the game that I didn't particularly love, and it was the term default. All right, so a default, I guess, is something in the game that's just like standard issue. It's like, you're, you're standard. You're, you're, you're just, there's nothing important, nothing special about you. You're default. And I didn't love that term because for, I, I think about us as humans. You call somebody a default, cuts their legs out from under them. Can I tell you, there is not a default on planet Earth. There's not a person on planet Earth who's just default. Every person on this planet has a purpose, has a design, has a destiny, has gifts, has abilities that God has put inside of you. You're not a default. Come on, somebody. 
you have purpose you have destiny purpose matters so Job talked about the runner remember he said my days go by faster than a runner here's the thing you were meant to run just not in more than one direction you were meant to run and part of what we do here at church part of our purpose part of what we're trying to do is help you find your lane and run in your lane Find your purpose and run in your purpose. Find your destiny and run in your destiny. We do that through growth track. We haven't been able to do growth track the last couple months because it's all been virtual. But June 7th, we're starting growth track back up. And it's, it's a perfect way for you to learn more about the church. And step one happens the first Sunday of every month, always about vision, always about uh, uh, church membership. You can join the church there. Step two is where you learn to discover your gifts, what God has put inside of you. Step three is leadership because every one of you are leaders. Well, not me, Pastor Brian. I ain't no leader. Yes, you are. Because a le leadership is influence and you have influence. Leadership is influence, and you have influence. You're a leader. Step four, always on the fourth Sunday of every month, is all about taking what you've learned and, and using it, getting on the dream team, using your gifts, using your talents. You have purpose. Your purpose matters. Amen? Amen. All right. I love this verse. Chapter, uh, Psalm chapter 139 says that all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be in other words God had a purpose for you before he created you there was something he wanted you to do and then he created you he thought you know what I'm going to make this person for the year 2020 they're going to live in the year that the pandemic sweeps the earth and, and they were created for such a time as this I put them on this earth for this moment and this time for this purpose for this destiny for this design you're here for a reason amen all right, number three, the third thing that matters more than anything is your eternity. Eternity matters. Eternity matters. Pastor Ben, why, why do we do what we do? Why do we have church the way we have it? Why do we do growth track, dream team, small groups? Why? It's because heaven and hell are real. And everyone you know will spend eternity in one of those two places. I mean, can, can I just say, can I say that we're, we're a church still believes in heaven, still believes in hell. There's a real God, there's a real devil. We just believe that. Call us old-fashioned, but it's, it's there. And so it, that's why we do what we do, because eternity matters. So that means we're going to reach out into our community because eternity matters. We're going to give the way that we give because eternity matters. We're going to pray the way that we pray because eternity matters. We're going to serve the way that we serve because eternity matters. We're going to do everything we can short of sin to win people to Jesus Christ because eternity matters. It, it, is, it is the thing. I, I, I love this. We're going we're gonna, to do everything possible we're going to direct our energies to reach as many people as possible we're going to live towards eternity we're going to give towards eternity we're going to work towards eternity because jesus said in a parable in matthew chapter 13 he said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure it was hidden in a field when a man found it he hid the treasure again 
And then with his great joy, he went and he sold everything that he had so that he could buy the field. What does that mean? It means that when you realize how important eternity is, when you realize how much eternity matters, you will do whatever it takes to make sure you go there yourself and you take as many people with you as possible. That's why we do, that's why we do church. That's, that's why we do what we do is because eternity matters. All right, so it, how do I get rid of the stress in my life? Focus on what matters. Refocus. Okay, take your eyes off the things that, that are everywhere else and focus. All right, number two is we've got to reduce the non-essentials. So refocus on what matters. That must mean there are some things in our life that really don't matter. Would you, be, would you be willing to say that? There's probably some things in our lives that really is not essential. So I'm going to reduce those things. I'm going to eliminate those things. That means we're going to have to make some tough choices, right? Choices that aren't popular now. Choices that your, your kids probably won't like or your grandkids won't like. You're going to have to make some choices that, that they don't like. Reduce the, the non-essentials and this is a problem for us Americans because we, we think more is better more is better right it's mo better mo better more is better uh, think about it like this if one dollar is good then two dollars is better y'all help me out alright if one circle M donut is good then two circle M donuts they're better mo better it's better if if one car is good, two cars are better. If one kid is good, two kids are? If one wife is good, two wives is wrong. Right? We, that one's not better, right? But everything else we think is, oh, it's just, I gotta have this. I gotta, more, more, more. We're, we're a society consumed with more so let me say it this way it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does less of what doesn't matter reduce the non-essentials give me more give me more relationships give me more purpose Lord let me lean into my 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 eternity more 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 so you, you might not be a popular family if you make some tough decisions right like sleepovers and birthday parties and all those things you might not be a popular parent if you say no to some things along the way. But here's the deal. If you say no to some things, you will, you will eventually trade popularity for respect. Eventually, your kids, they don't like it now, but one day they'll, one day they'll say, I'm glad you did that. I'm, I'm glad you didn't let me do that. I'm glad you didn't let me go there. I'm glad you were tough on me in this area. We've got to trade, trade that. We've got to say no to some things. So for my boys... Um, I have four boys, and I'm, I'm trying to teach them a few things along the way. And, and there's a big part of me that really just doesn't... I, they can be whatever they want to be when they get older. Like, I, I don't really care what they want to be. We have one kid who would love to be... Like, he would love to do construction. Like, he, he's good at stuff. He's, like, just got this brilliant mind. He loves engineering, those kinds of things. He'd love it. I don't care. As long as they love God... They have a relationship with him and, 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 and they, they live a life that is chasing after God. I don't care what they do. I, as, as long as they love me and their mom and their brothers and as long as they love you, 
the church. Because I don't want to raise some boys that get older and say, forget all that. That God stuff. That church stuff. I don't care what they do. As long as they love God, love me and their mom, and love you. That's what I want for them. And so in order for that to happen, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to say some no, no to some things so that we can say yes to other things. I'm, I'm, I might be unpopular every once in a while, but one day they'll respect me for it. Amen? Nobody said parenting was going to be easy, right? <laughs> so Psalm 90 says it this way. When it comes to reducing the non-essentials, we've got to te- teach us, Lord, to number our days. Teach us, Lord, to recognize how few our days really are we don't have all the time in the world help us spend our days the way that we should now I want you to imagine imagine for a second that that every night at midnight you get a deposit of $86,400 into your account thank you Jesus thank you Lord that's going to happen right you, you get that every, every night midnight $86,400 and, and here's the deal. You can do whatever you want to with that money. I would just ask you to tithe off of it so that we can get in that building uh, in just a few months. You know, uh, <laughs> No, in, in all seriousness, you get, you get $86,400. You can do whatever you want to with it. You can blow it. You can spend it on whatever you want to. You can give it away. You, could, you, you, you can... You can buy stuff for people. You, you, can, you can be a philanthropist, whatever you want to do, but you can't save it. You can't transfer it. You can't roll it over to the next day because the next day at midnight, you're getting a fresh $86,400. Sign me up, right? Could you spend it? Could you use it wisely? Could, could you do something for the kingdom of God with it? Could you use it? for relationships and purpose in eternity and here's the deal every, every day at midnight you get 86,400 seconds every day and you can do whatever you want to with those 86,400 seconds you can spend it however you want to you can blow it you can sleep it away you, you, can, you can work it away you could give it away to people you could serve people with it you can be selfish with it but you can't roll it over to tomorrow you can't save it and you can't transfer it could could you can you use that for the kingdom of god lord help us spend 86,400 seconds the way we should amen what would you do with it would you go, I, th- I thought about the Tim McGraw song. Y'all help me out. Skydiving, I went. Rocky Mountain climbing, I went. 2.7 seconds, uh, on a bull named Fu Manchu. Where y'all at? Come on. And I love deeper, and I spoke sweeter, and I gave forgiveness as I was dying. Right? What would you do with your time? Right? do something use it you ever heard the phrase use it or lose it use it or lose it sister use it use it all right number three number three reprioritize your life all right if i'm wanting to stress out i need to refocus what matters most i need to reduce things that 
you know, I could, I could do without. Really, at the end of the day, I got to reprioritize some things. And I got I to put the most important things first. We're coming out of a season where routine has changed, where, where there's been some chaos along the way. And, and we've lost some priorities, maybe. We need to reprioritize. Maybe it's stop and evaluate what's really important. Ask yourself, how am I doing? How's my soul? How are my feelings? Is, is what I'm doing making a difference? Is, am, am I doing the right things or just doing a bunch of things? How, what, what's going on? Am I distracted from what really matters? And I think a lot of times in life, we bring the stress on ourselves because we get out of alignment, right? We get our priorities whacked out. So we're, we're, um, we're overanalyzing. We're overreacting. We're overcommitting. We're overspending. We're overeating. We're stretching ourselves too thin. We don't have a plan. We don't have margin. And it brings stress. We're out of alignment. So I'll say it this way. That if you don't prioritize your life, somebody else will. If you don't prioritize your life, something else will. Your boss will. Your spouse will. Finances will. Something will come along and reprioritize for you. you you've got to do it. So I, I have a little uh, illustration set up here for you today. Uh, you've probably seen something like this before. These pebbles represent your life. It just represents every text message, every phone call, every email, every appointment that you need to make, every, everything in your life. It represents, represents everything. And let's be honest. Most of this represents social media, right? <laughs> represents that old Facebook and that Twitter, Instagram, that newfangled Tic Tac and all that, you know. Just represents all of it. And then you got these these big rocks here that represent your priorities. I mean your your life is so full of the little things, but you really love God and you know eternity matters, so you can try to fit that in the jar. Try to put that in. And you know that you know that relationships matter. Relationships are important. Pastor Ben, I believe you. I know it. I know it. Relationships are important, but like no matter how I put it in here, I, I can't get it. I can't. I can't get it to fit. And I know my purpose matters, but no matter what I do, no matter how I stack it, I can't get. Pastor Ben, I don't have time for all that. I know it's important, but I don't have time. You don't understand. It's. I'm really busy. I, I got some important things going on in my life, and and I would just say, maybe maybe you just need to reprioritize. Maybe, maybe you take eternity. Maybe you just put God in first. You know that God matters. You know he's, you know he's most important, right? I'm going to put God first. And then, Pastor Ben, I'm, I'm going to join a small group because I know I need people in my life. I need some encouragement. I need somebody that can pray with me. I need somebody who can lift me up. I need somebody who can hold me accountable. And I'm going to, I'm going to live my purpose out. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I, I'm not going to try to do this on my own anymore. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to put these things first. They matter more than anything else. And then I'm, I'm just going to take every day as it comes. 
Everything else, it'll just fall into place. When I put God first, when I, when I put small groups first, when, when, I, when I live out my purpose, now all of a sudden, it fits. All, all of a sudden, it's the same jar. There's no optical illusion. Somebody wanted to know an early service. How, how'd you do that trick? There's no trick to it. It's just, I, repri- I, I, I reprioritized my life. I put the big rocks in first. I put the big rocks in first. So here's the deal. Order determines capacity. The order you do things determines the capacity of your life. Matthew, Jesus said it this way. He said, don't worry saying to yourself, what am I going to do about the emails and the work and what am I going to do about the texts and social media and all these responses I've got? What am I going to do about all that? Jesus says, don't worry about that because you're, you're the pagans, people who don't believe in Jesus, people who are non-Christians, they worry about those things. But you, your Father knows what you need before you even ask. Your Heavenly Father knows. And so He says, if you'll put the big rocks in first, if you'll seek first the kingdom, and his righteousness, he'll take care of the pebbles. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that today? I believe it. I want to close out with, with this one thought, just a, a statement to you that I, I feel strongly about today. And that is, uh, for some of you today, this message is like you're in critical care, emotionally, spiritually. You're just in, you're in ICU. And, and I, want, I want to be bold with you and tell you that the boss isn't the problem. Your, your finances aren't the problem. Your spouse isn't the problem. It's right here. It's right here. And everything else around you could change, people could change circumstances could change but if you don't change you're still going to be stressed you're still going to be worried you're still going to be anxious here it's right here this week uh, on Monday I was over at the Cedar Elm campus working late and I'm typically not there in the evenings but the, was there that night we were taking care of some stuff and a guy from church came in and, and I could tell when he walked in he was burdened just I could see it on his face so we talked a little bit, cried a little bit, and eventually I asked him a question that I want to ask you today. I want to ask you watching online right now, and that is that if, knowing that everything else can't change, people might not change, circumstances might not change, knowing that, what's the one thing in your life that if it changed would make all the difference in the world? Well, what, it's her. If she would change. No, 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 no. You. What's the one thing in your life, in my life, if it changed, would make all the difference in the world? I asked him this question, and he sat silent for a while. I thought, I have offended my brother, right? And, and then a few minutes later, he said, well, I'm going to go eat. And I, I thought, well, cool. And he, 
I texted him the next day. I said, hey, man, how you doing? Just checking on you. He said, today's day one. I saw him the next day, and he said, today's day two. He looked like a different guy when I saw him. I don't know what needed to change for him, and I don't know what needs to change for you. But forget everybody else and everything else, all the externals. What is it in you that needs to change? And whatever that thing is, I want you to bring it to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, Whatever that thing is, bring it to me. Come to me, all you who are weary, all you who are carrying a burden, all you who've got something going on, all you who are dealing with some heavy things. Bring it to me and I'll give you rest. You're not going to find the rest in the bottle. You're not going to find the rest in the pills. You're not going to find the rest in the relationships. You're going to find it in Jesus. Amen? I want to pray for you this morning. Will you bow your heads? If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Ben, you're talking to me right now. There's some things in me that need to change. There's some things in me that need to, that need to be different. I'm talking to a dad who's under so much pressure at work right now. Nobody knows what you're going through. The family has no idea what you're dealing with. A mom who is, who, who is feeling the weight of the world and, and you're tired and you're burdened and you don't, you, you don't know what else you're going to do. You don't know where to turn. I'm talking to a student who is trying to get the right scores on the ACT and the SAT and, and you're trying to be a, the best student athlete you can and trying to, trying to earn that scholarship so you don't put the stress of the finances on your parents for college you're trying and you're, you're stressed you're burdened it's heavy it's weighing on you and if I'm talking to you right now I want you to just slip up your hand right where you are say Pastor Ben that's me you're talking to me I'm burdened I'm, I'm weary this morning if that's you just slip up your hand thank you thank you who else would say that's me Pastor thank you thank you who else thank you Right where you are, just I'd love for you to turn your hands in a way that, in a receiving posture, like somebody was giving you a gift. And Lord, today I'm praying over every person who's burdened and heavy and they're stressed. Lord, today we just choose to refocus on what matters most. We know that relationships matter, that purpose matters, that eternity matters. We know that, that we can't keep doing the same things we've been doing and expect a different result. We need your presence. We need your power. We need your anointing. God, I'm asking that you would give every person who's, who's burdened this morning a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air. Lord, that today that burden subsides that today they could cast that burden on you because you care for them today lord would you lighten their load would you show them how awesome how powerful how mighty you are would you help them to reprioritize their life and to put it in such a way that lord no matter what happens everything's going to be okay because you're at the top of the list lord i pray right now for peace that passes understanding for joy unspeakable full of glory thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that you will keep us in perfect peace as our minds are stayed on you. Lord, I thank you that you'll give us the mind of Christ. I thank you that you don't, you don't give us more than we can, can, can handle. You, we will not be tempted more than we can bear. But in every temptation, in every situation, there's going to be a way out. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for that way out. Thank you for peace. Thank you that no one is leaving here today anxious. They're leaving filled up with the Spirit of God. With your head still bowed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ben, you're like, 
I, I haven't been putting God first. He's not the Lord of my life. There's some people here today who are far from God. You're distant. You've gone your own way. You've been living your life your own way. But today you're saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I got to have you. I need a relationship with you. Some of you have never had a relationship with Jesus. It's, all, it's been about religion. It's been about do's and don'ts. But today you're learning it's about a relationship. You're learning it's about, it's about a process. It's, it, it's about a, a moment where you just surrender your life to God and you give Him control. And I want you to know that God is so loving. He's so kind. He's ready to forgive. And He's ready to embrace you. If you say, Pastor Ben, I'm ready to start a relationship with Jesus today. I'm ready to give Him my life. If that's you, just slip up your hand right where you are. Just, just slip it up and right back down. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you to the front. Just slip it up and right back down. Thank you. Who else would say that's me, Pastor? I'm going all in today. I'm going all in. Come on, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Will you forgive me? Will you cleanse me from everything not like you? Will you give me a fresh start? From this day forward, I will live for you the best that I know how. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen.